You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Big shout-out, as always, if you're listening live on iHeartRadio, on TuneIn Radio, on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. We are the only 24-hour-a-day, 7-day-a-week free place for you to get all your analysis insight, information, and entertainment to help you win your leagues and win that cash. I got my boys down in the fantasy pit of misery. We got the manimal Chris Bavona, as always, on the ones and twos, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam, and he is working overtime today. I got my man Danny Otto down there as well. He's monitoring the chats and everybody to make sure that the stats over beat Cypher is keeping it going. We got a big show for you on a Thursday, okay? I was telling you guys yesterday about how the the NFL and the NFL PA came up with their own uh you know protocol enhancements clearing the Carolina Panthers we're going to talk about that including some of the enhancements that they are recommending and we're going to preview the Pro Bowl skills competition I got a poll question up as always about if you're going to watch it or not are you going to watch the skills competition are you going to watch the Pro Bowl is this something that moves the needle for you or not and also Vince McMahon is back in the football game we'll talk about the reboot of the XFL we got Got a lot of stuff going on here on a Thursday. We'll also have the stats over beat cipher. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, aka the spitting statistician, aka the stable genius. And we're gonna get into it right here. If you want to holler at me, you can on Twitter in the chat room and at 844-843-6879. When we come back, we got news and notes. And I talk about these enhancements to the concussion protocol. Come on right back. It's the spitting statistician, the stable genius on the fantasy freestyle. The sharpest fantasy sports minds are now available 24-7 straight from your mobile device. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app and listen live or on demand to the finest tips, strategies, and advice from your favorite fantasy personalities. It's free and available for both iOS and Android devices. Your life isn't slowing down, so why should your fantasy sports? Head to FNTSY.com slash radio and download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app today. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, taking you through the 7 o'clock hour here every Monday through Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We help you win your leagues and win that cash. Let's start with some notes from around the NFL. Um, the new Giants head coach, Pat Shermer, he is saying that he does, in fact, expect to call his own plays. You know, sometimes the offensive coordinator does that, but Shermer is a play caller by 
trade has been as an offensive coordinator in a number of stops before so he is going to take on the play calling duties as the head coach of the New York Giants the Los Angeles I almost said St. Louis the Los Angeles Rams GM Les Snead confirmed today that they do want to re-sign Sammy Watkins here's the thing though and don't get me wrong I think it would be a good sign I think listen they went from the last offense in the NFL all the way to the most highest scoring offense right going from 32 to 1 and every element of that offense whether it was the signee Wentworth at left tackle whether it was the improvement of Goff the potential MVP season that Todd Gurley had or the herd of wide receivers and you know I talk about the fantasy herd how it is good for the real team bad for the fantasy team so having Sammy Watkins and Robert Woods and Cooper Cup is important for this offense but here's the thing they already have so much money tied into the wide receiver position. They signed Robert Woods as a free agent last offseason. But don't forget, they also signed Tavon Austin, who at this point does not really have a role on this team. They signed him to a 50-some-odd million-dollar contract as well. So do you really want to you know, lock up all that money in the wide receiver position? I'm not sure. If they do re-sign Sammy Watkins, it could mean the end of Tavon Austin with the Los Angeles Rams. And also, remember I told you guys last week that uh, Stephen Jones, the vice president of the Cowboys, was sort of saying that Dez Bryant was a distraction. And then Jerry Jones came out and was like, no, we're not moving on from Dez. I thought that this was all ploy and negotiation to try to maybe ask Dez for a pay cut. It continues, though, today. Check this out. Stephen Jones once again says, and I quote, that Dez needs to understand that his behavior affects his teammates. I think they're doing a little little good cop, bad cop kind of thing right here. This is definitely something to keep your eye on. And then I will also tell you that Rob Gronkowski did not practice today because of the concussion. He has still not been cleared to practice. Now, don't get me wrong. He's got still a week and a half until the Super Bowl. And I still believe, as you know, they will definitely clear him so that all of the big boys can be there in the uh, you know the biggest game of the year. But it brings me to what we were talking about yesterday and how the NFL and the NFLPA came out and said that the Carolina Panthers uh, followed the protocol correctly and that everything was fine as it related to Cam Newton and the injury he sustained against the New Orleans Saints in wild card weekend. They came out and said he's got an eye injury. I told you some of the things from the report yesterday, including – how they said it was irresponsible of people like me to talk about and suppose and, you know, kind of diagnose concussions from just video when we are not medically trained. And I retorted that it's interesting to me that they were kind of passive aggressive in this note. You know, in this report back saying that it was obvious from the video that it's irresponsible if people aren't trained. And I thought it was interesting. That they, on one side, said everything is fine, even the Tom Savage uh, incident in week 14 with Houston Texans, they were fine, and they followed the protocol as well, but then also said 
in the same breath that they have recommended a number of enhancements or improvements to the concussion protocol. Check out the list of improvements that they are talking about recommending or wanting to implement. And there's this this term called the unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant. That's like basically the extra guy on the sidelines, the extra doctor on the sideline who's supposed to be unaffiliated with the team, doesn't have, you know, like skin in the game as it were and can make kind of a objective decisions on if someone needs to be taken from the field, if someone should not be able to play because of a head injury. Check this out. Here are the improvements that the NFL and the NFLPA are recommending, even though there's nothing to see here. It's all good. They are recommending of using uh, independent neurotrauma consultants centrally. You know, just like you do instant replay centrally from New York, they're talking about doing the same thing with the unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant, to have them based at the league office to monitor the feeds of all the games, and then that they would be allowed to kind of chime in and be like, yo, you need to take that guy off the field, doing it centrally from the NFL offices in New York. They've also defined seizures and what's called the fencing response. The fencing posture when you kind of get like uh, rigor mortis almost and like frozen as independent signs of a concussion that would allow you to be taken off the field if you display any of those symptoms. Those are the specific symptoms. They're saying they are requiring locker room evaluations for any player demonstrating gross vertical instability, which is basically like stumbling or not or like trying to get stand back up and and, and doing a little bit like Travis Kelsey was in the wild card game against the Tennessee Titans. But that's dicey because you are now saying that the improvement is we could have um, a consultant in New York watching the feeds, ping a guy, ping the officials and be like, you got to take him off the field because he's stumbling, not being able to stand. I think that is very interesting. They're all that any player who has a concussion protocol evaluation on game day has to have a follow up evaluation the next day by some of these um, unaffiliated consultants, okay? And they're also saying that they're going to add a third one. There's one on each sideline. They're going to add a third one in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl, to try to, you know, double-check and be a backup just in case the first neurologic uh, neurotrauma consultant is already in the locker room treating an injury. They are covering their bums as much as they possibly can. But here's my question. These are improvements? I thought this was exactly where we were. We already had the independent neurological consultant. This would be a change and improvement? So where are we now exactly, NFL and NFLPA? We'll talk about this a little bit more as it relates to Gronk and others. But when we come back, we talk NFL Pro Bowl skills competition. Oh, boy. Let's have some fun here on Fantasy Freestyle. Hey there, everybody. It's me, Joe Pizzapia. Baseball is back, and that means the Fantasy Baseball Black Book is back as well. It's me. It's Paul Spore writing starting pitching profiles. It's Jake Seeley. It's Sammy Reed writing DFS. It's a whole lot of greatness right here for you. You can get the new Fantasy Black Book for baseball on Amazon, on iTunes. You can get it in paperback. You can get it for your Kindle. You can get it anywhere you want, but make sure you get it, because once you go Black Book, you never go back. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician, holding you down on a 
Thursday. I told you we got a poll question up right now on Twitter. You can always follow me at Spittin' Speeds. My question is, are you planning to watch the NFL Pro Bowl and or are you planning to watch tonight the NFL Pro Bowl skills competition? You know, it's pretty much the analog to, you know, an NBA, the All-Star Weekend. They do the three-point shooting contest, the slam dunk. They have their other skills competitions. You know, baseball has their home run derby, their futures game. The NHL has a pretty cool skills competition, fastest skater, hardest shot, things of that nature. So the, the Pro Bowl and the NFL, they started this last year. And I thought, you know, if you listen to the Stats Over Beat Cypher, you listen to the fantasy freestyle if you're a true fan and have been for a while you remember last year we talked about this a lot and i was very excited about this i thought it was going to be really cool and it turned out that you know there were some place some pieces that i did think were really entertaining there were others that i thought they could do away with now this is year two and so They've refined it a little bit. They've added a new event. They've taken some other events out. So what I want to do is I want to tell you my thoughts going into the uh, Pro Bowl skills competition, which will, in fact, air on ESPN tonight. I think it's 9 o'clock Eastern time. So after you finish listening to Fantasy Freestyle, you know, you can chill. You can eat dinner. You can finish getting home if you're on the West Coast. And then you can settle on in and see what the Pro Bowl skills competition has has to in store for you. First, I want to tell you some of the names that are going to be here. Okay, and what they do is they have an AFC team and an NFC team, and they've got, you know, some some linebackers and D linemen. They got a quarterback. Each team does. They have uh, receivers, and each team this year also has a kicker. That is something new, okay? So check this out. First of all, uh, Peter O'Reilly, who is the NFL Senior Vice President of Events, said, Quote, unquote, we received tremendous feedback from our fans and players about last year's skills showdown. And it became one of our most popular Pro Bowl week events. With new competitions and special surprises this year, we are raising the bar even higher for both teams and are excited to see which conference ends up victorious. Um, you know, it's not about who wins, in my opinion. Like, I guess technically I would be a fan of the AFC because I'm a Jets fan. But it's not about who wins. I think it's just about seeing, quite frankly, the skills in these different kind of uh, contexts and formats. So check this out. Um, on the AFC side. Here's you got Von Miller, Geno Atkins, C.J. Mosley. These are all defensive guys, right? Then you got Keenan Allen, Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt, Alex Smith as a quarterback, and they got a kicker from the Pittsburgh Steelers, Chris Boswell. Okay, this team is going to be coached by uh, Jason Taylor and Ladanian Tomlinson. Then on the NFC side, you got kind of the defensive guys. You got Ryan Kerrigan. You got Kwan Alexander. You got Patrick Peterson, okay? Then wide receivers, you got uh, Devontae Adams. You got Michael Thomas. And then you got Russell Wilson as a quarterback. And you got Graham Gano, the kicker of the Carolina Panthers, okay? There are going to be um, five or six events that I want to talk through, okay? The first one is the newest event, okay? They're bringing in the kickers here. And the event is called Kick-tack-toe, almost like tic-tac-toe. So imagine the net um, beyond, you know, beyond the uprights for field goals, that net that catches all the, all the uh, balls. Imagine that to be set up like a big uh, tic-tac-toe board. 
okay? And then Gano and Boswell are going to kind of, I guess, alternate and tr- and play tic-tac-toe. And this is kind of the accuracy of the kickers. Can they actually put it where they want? I guess there's a little tic-tac-toe strategy as well. Although by the time I was in like fourth grade, it would be impossible to beat me at tic-tac-toe. The best you could do was tie me, you know, all the permutations. You know how to do it. You did this in elementary school. But the element of the skill of actually kicking the ball where you want, I think that'll be interesting. I want to see how it goes. But I don't think it'll be the best um you know, event of the day because really, you know, people don't really care about kickers as much. They're going to have, again, the gridiron gauntlet. This is, in essence, an obstacle course that they're going to have, right? It's kind of like a relay race. And here's where you're going to have some of the defensive linemen. Here's where you'll have Kerrigan. Here's where you'll have Geno Atkins and Vaughn Miller because they'll be like, you know, having to push a tackling sled or some kind of strength-based things. And this will be really their event, okay? The gridiron gauntlet, you know, obstacle course. I'm reminded of things like Battle of the Network Stars, you know, where you had these kind of um, obstacle courses as well. Eh, it'll be all right, but I kind of feel like I've seen that kind of thing before, right? I am very interested in the other three or four events. One is Precision Passing. So they're going to have – this is kind of like if you're ever in the backyard barbecue, you set up a little quarterback challenge. Can you hit the tree? Can you hit that lawn chair? I know I did it uh, a bunch of times. You know, big shout-out to my man Tom Dog back in his barbecues in the backyard where you do the quarterback challenge. But we're going to have Alex Smith, Russell Wilson, and maybe others. There's some targets of different amounts of points. Some will be moving. Last year, I believe it was Drew Brees who took it down. So that will be interesting to see. But here are the three that I'm really interested. I start with um, – the drone drop. I think this is really cool. I wasn't expecting this last year, and it kind of was cool. They had a drone flying overhead, and it would just drop a football. And the key is, like, could you catch it? And it sounds simple enough, especially they had guys like Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham doing this last year. But I've always seen – have you ever seen footage like, you know, Snoop Dogg or Will Ferrell visits the USC football team? And the always thing they make you do, like any kind of non-football player, they always try to make you field a punt because it is not – easy and it'll make you look stupid so this is what the drone drop pretty much is but you have all-star wide receivers like will Devonte adams be able to catch the ball yeah will keenan allen yeah what i think they need to do is you know however it starts whether it starts at 30 feet and then 50 feet 75 feet whatever it is right you got your wideouts doing it so like let keenan allen do it let michael thomas do it right then what i really think they should do they should do this event with the defensive linemen because what you're looking for, it's kind of like watching, like, the Miss America pageant. You're watching for the carnage, right? You want to see someone fall. You want to see something silly happen. That's the reason you're watching this. I would love to see Geno Atkins try and get the drone when it's dropping the ball from, you know, 100 feet or whatever it is. I don't know if they're going to do that. I think it's a cool idea. I think it's a cool event. I want to see it. But I think the wrinkle they should do is I think they should either have celebrities or they should have the big boys, the linemen, try and do it. This should not necessarily be event for the wide receivers or the running backs. We know they have good hands. Speaking of hands, another event they have is best hands, okay? And this is, once again, for the wide receivers. I think it was Jarvis Landry that won this last year, and he is back in the competition this year. What they do is for the wide receivers, it's similar to um, the quarterbacks in the passing, right? 
they have like you got to go around this kind of obstacle course and what you got to do is like you got to make a one-handed catch or you got to make an over-the-shoulder catch right or you got to make a catch along the sideline stuff like that and that's all good right but here's what I would do I would make this wide receiver event be straight up um toe tapping you know, trying to get your feet inbounds. I would be firing, you know, right along the sideline because that's that's what we talk about all the time, right? Yeah, there's the amazing one-handed catches, and we're going to see some of those as well. But really, when I'm watching a football game, what is so impressive to me these days are how these receivers get both feet inbounds. I would love to see them structure an event to see how they get those both feet inbounds and make it tougher and tougher with some obstacles in play. I think it should really be about toe-tapping. We know all these guys' hands are very, very good. So we talked about kick-tack-toe. We talked about the gridiron gauntlet. We talked about the precision passing, the best hands, the drone drop. What will be last? And this is hysterical for me. Is dodgeball. They are just straight up playing middle school dodgeball. I think this is hysterical. But I ask you, who who's really has the advantage here in dodgeball? Do you like, you know, like the quarterbacks that can bring it? Do you like a shifty guy, a wide receiver? Your linebackers are probably not good. I think Patrick Peterson is going to be a beast in this one. But I looked at the roster. That's why I told you about these rosters. So I look at the wide receivers, right? The NFC wide receivers are Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas. The AFC wide receivers are Keenan Allen and Jarvis Landry. I think there's a big difference here especially as it relates to dodgeball. Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas, those are both six foot three outside ex-wide receivers, right? AFC has Keenan Allen, Jarvis Landry. Those are more shifty slot guys. I think the AFC has an advantage here because they have slot receivers as opposed to outside receivers. So I don't know how it's going, but I am officially picking the AFC to win the dodgeball game because I think their wide receivers are a little bit more shifty. Listen, quite frankly, Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas, six foot three, is just a bigger target. One thing I do like about the NFC is remember their quarterback is Russell Wilson, right? So I think he's a little bit more compact than Alex Smith. I think he can kind of bring it a little bit better than Alex Smith as well. So there you have it. There you have the different events. I'm excited to see it. I definitely think the dodgeball is amazing. I want to see kind of the drone drop because I think it's fun. I like to see how they do this kicking event as well. And I will say this: the um, the you know vice president of events, Peter O'Reilly. Is, is is saying that there's going to be special surprises this year, so keep it locked for that. Like I mentioned, though, we got a poll question, and I think this is very interesting. On the poll, I ask you, will you watch both? Will you not watch either? Will you watch the game but not the skills competition or the skills competition and not the game? Right now, 60% of you are saying you will not watch either one of these things. You got better things to do. I think maybe the Grammys are on for wrestling fans. You got the Royal Rumble as well. 60% of you are saying you won't watch either. 19% of you are the true diehards, right, saying that you will, in fact, watch both the game on Sunday and the skills competition tonight. Here's what I find interesting. 15% of you say you will watch the skills competition, but not the game. Only 6% of you 
say that you will watch the game but not the skills competition, which kind of means, in essence, that the skill competition is more popular than the Pro Bowl itself. I find that very interesting. If someone wants to check my understanding of this, feel free. Holler at me at 844-843-6879. You could also chime in on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds, or you could hit up the uh, YouTube chat room later on in the show. We're going to go to the Stats Over Beat Cypher. I got my man Danny Auto as always, monitoring the chat room. I want to hear what you guys think about the skills competition. Do you have any ideas of other events? you want to see defensive linemen trying to field a punt? And what do you think about dodgeball? Does it bring back bad memories from middle school? Let me know. It's your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. We'll be right back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. world is yours it's mine it's mine it's mine that's my man Nas bringing it back you know what I'm saying from Queensbridge right here we on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It is the Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Dane Martinez speeds the spitting statistician the stable genius of the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Listen, we were just talking about the Pro Bowl skills competition. I actually think it's kind of cool. I think on some of these things, they've been very creative. The idea of playing dodgeball, I think, is real creative. I like that they're incorporating the drones. And even they're bringing in the kickers, because, you know, kickers are people, too. What I do find very interesting, though, is, like I said, we had this poll question up on Twitter. You can always follow me, at Spittin' Speeds. It says 15% of you say you will watch the skills competition, but not the Pro Bowl itself. And only 6% of you say you will watch the game itself on Sunday, but not the skills competition, right? So if we back out the people, the true diehards that say they will watch both, and the people who say, listen, they got better things to do, come find me when it's actually the Super Bowl in about a week. I think it's interesting that more people, if they're going to pick one, are going to pick the skills competition. I think that is very interesting, you know, because it's see, it's a different brand of football, right? It's seeing them in a different context, and that brings me to our next story. I talked about it at the top of the show. You may have already heard, but Vince McMahon is trying to get back into the football game. Remember when they had the XFL? That was in 2001. It only lasted one year, but they were talking about, you know, no fair catches. They had a different idea for, like, the coin flip. They had guys just, like, racing at it to get the ball. They had, you know, cheerleaders that were a little bit more scandalous than your normal cheerleader. They had guys like Jim Ross, the wrestling commentators, also doing commentary for the XFL games. It only lasted one year, even though, listen, the opener had great ratings, but then it went down from there. Well, today, Vin Vince McMahon has announced, listen, first of all, he sold $100 million of his WWE stock to fund something called Alpha Entertainment. And Alpha Entertainment under Vince McMahon is now going to start, they have announced, they are going to reboot and revive the XFL. It is slated to start in the year 2020. In January of 2020, they're going to start it. It's going to be going.
going towards the end of the playoffs and then into the spring. It's going to be kind of a spring league. They're going to have eight teams, they say, 10-game schedule, and it's going to launch on January of 2020. But here's the thing. He's not doing it now this time to kind of be like out there in a kind of like extreme version of football. That wouldn't make sense given the climate with the player safety rules and the head injuries and the CTE. You don't want to be on that side of it being like, yeah, let's be even more violent. That's not going to get any kind of opportunity. That's not going to get any traction. What he is saying, though, is he's not trying to compete with the NFL. What they are saying, though, is they are going to emphasize a faster pace of play. They say they want these games to happen in two hours and I think that would be interesting because listen, that's one of the things that people complain about with the NFL. That the games are now taking over three and a half hours, so many commercial breaks so Vince I think is on to something here. Will it work? I'm not sure. But here's what I question about it. A couple of things. One, where are they going to find offensive linemen? If you listen to the fantasy freestyle, if you listen and a part of the stats over beat cipher, you know one of the things I think were the key factors of bad offense all season long in the NFL was the offensive line. Was that we don't have enough strong offensive linemen that have good technique. You don't have the opportunity to practice or develop. They're not going to be developing talent here in this new XFL 2020 either, okay? So where are they going to find adequate offensive linemen is a really big interest interesting part for me because I have been already saying that I am kind of skeptical of offensive line play and here's the other thing I don't know if you saw this if you're on social media right away you know who tweeted right at Vince McMahon saying like he's down he wants in Johnny Manziel Johnny Football wants a chance to get in this. And here's the interesting part. Vince McMahon today also said that he wants a certain image for his league. He said no players who have a criminal record, who have any felonies, will be allowed in the XFL. I think that's interesting, right? But here's the thing. Does that disqualify Johnny Manziel? I was talking to my guy Tony Sincata about this at the end of Lineup Lock Live, and he was saying, no, technically Johnny Manziel would get in because I guess like he pled down or took a settlement or something like that. So he technically does not have a criminal record. Uh, Vince McMahon, they named, they asked about Johnny Manziel. They asked him specifically about Tim Tebow, and he said, sure, if Tim Tebow wants to play, it's all good. Tim Tebow can get down. I don't think Tebow is going to do it. It seems like to me Tebow has no interest in being in any of these kind of inferior leagues, if you want to know the truth. He wasn't interested in the Arena League. He wasn't interested in the CFL, and he had some opportunities there. The other thing that I think is interesting is a reporter asked Vince today, what about Colin Kaepernick? Would you be open to having Colin Kaepernick be a player in this league? And Vince right away was like, why not? If he fits all the rest of the criteria, you know, no criminal record and uh, some some other things, one of which is he does want his players standing for the national anthem. But Cap has already come out and said he would do that. So he said, yeah, I'm open to that. Why not? I think that is very, very interesting. The question is, do you think it'll work this time? I am intrigued. I don't know if it'll work, but we got a long time between now and January of 2020. But Vince is back in the football game. I really do wonder. What I want to do, though, is I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear from you guys in the Stats Over Beat Cypher. I want to hear if uh, anybody there is talking about this concussion protocol and the upgrades that the NFL and the NFLPA are recommending. I find it hysterical that the things they name as upgrades are things that 
I always thought were already in place. I think that's very interesting. Do you guys, if anybody's talking about the skills competition, do you want to see defensive linemen trying to field punts or the drone dropping the ball? Well, dodgeball, does it bring back good memories for you or bad memories from your middle school experience? And then talk to me about, you know, Vince trying the XFL 2.0. So what we do, I'm going to go down into the fantasy pit of misery and bring in our boy Danny Auto. Hey, Danny, what uh, what's going on with the stats over beat Cypher? What do you think, first of all, about this Pro Bowl skills competition? Are you like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And you're like, nah, I'll chill and I'll uh, watch something else tonight. Um, well, me personally, I don't. I'm probably not going to watch it. No? <laughs> all right, fair enough. Are you into the Pro Bowl, though, at all, or no? Not really. It, all right, so you're one of the 62% that yeah. say you will not watch either. You're in a you're in a safe majority right here. You could, uh, you know, you could override a veto, 62%. You could have continued. <laughs> you could have kept the government open with your 62%. Um, so you're not into it. But if, if I went through all the events, which do you think would be the most fun event? Uh, the the drone thing interests me. It does, right? right? I mean, like, how high would it have to go for you to, like, not be able to drop it to catch a ball? Like, I really I really do think if it's up, like, 50 feet high, you know, I could catch a ball. You know, if someone threw it out, like, a fourth-story window, I'd be all right. But if it got to, like, I don't know, you know, uh, 150 feet, like, 15 stories high, I think people would make a fool out of themselves. And I think it would be interesting to see defensive linemen doing it. What do you think? I agree with that. That that would be that I would probably start watching it if we started going like crazy stuff. But then it's is it really like uh, something that the players are actually going to want to do if we go that crazy? Because then it just kind of turns into like an entertainment show at that point. Well, is it? That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's exactly what it is. So I'm saying let's try to go extra. Like, don't have the wide receivers have the D linemen do it. You know, I think and and I think the toe tapping is very very interesting. Um, that's all good. That's all good. Let me ask you this, because um, I want to bring back, I know yesterday at 9 o'clock Eastern time, you, my homegirl Ashley Abreu, you guys had your popping off show. How'd that go? We did. It it went really well, actually. Yeah. We, we had a lot of fun. A couple of technical Because you were only issues. teasing, you were only teasing yeah. it for me, so I didn't know which Netflix show you were talking about. I asked, was it Black Mirror? You wouldn't tell me, so what'd you talk about? Uh, well, we did talk about Black Mirror. I was right. Only because uh, Ashley uh, streamed the entire series, not just the season, the entire series in, uh, I think, the course of, like, three days. Really? I've seen one season, um, and I like the show, but, like, when I'm sitting down on my couch, I have to be in the right mindset to be able to watch Black Mirror. You know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of a – it's a show that I have to kind of, like, pay attention to. I kind of have to, like, you know, be in a kind of uh, – in a deep space where I want to, you know, kind of understand the impact of technology on our lives, you know, which sometimes I'm in that spot, but sometimes it's, uh, it's not easy, you know? I can agree with that. Yeah, definitely. All right, fair enough. Let me ask you this. Uh, you mentioned to me that some of the people from the Stats Overbeat Cypher are, uh, were there and tuned in to uh, popping off guys like Strong Style and others. Uh, we got people on the Stats Overbeat Cypher today. Are they saying anything? Right now, we actually have... Strong style. Yeah, what's up, Strong Style? Uh, by the way, I'm gonna give out his government. That's Alvin from California. <laughs> what's up, Strong Style? What's he got going on? Uh, actually, he was he was he was in our chat just like you said last yep. night for for both of our shows, and uh, he was commenting. He he really liked it. 
Cool. And uh, was was kind of giving us some some pretty cool compliments and saying that we need to figure out what we're gonna call the listening audience oh. and the people in the chat from right, my show. Right, right, uh, right, right. Because you can't just take the stats over. Oh, we're cipher. we're not definitely. Believe me. We're, I know. I understand. I mean, like, I'll loan it out to you. If you want, like, I'm okay with it, you know what I mean? But, like, I understand it may not fit the uh, the tone and the culture of your show. So, did you guys have any ideas popping off? The What are you guys, what are you guys thinking about calling your fans? I think what uh, – they're, they're throwing out some, some names now. It looks like it's going to be the, the Pop Rockers. The Pop Rockers. So what about or... – it's popping off, right? What about the Paparazzi? Ooh, that one's good. Yeah, I mean, you know, I like I'm, that. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a professional at this. You know, I, I that's, like that's that. what I do. I like that's that. what I do. So, you know, bounce it off Ashley Abreu. You know, let me know. Let let me know what the paparazzi have to say about <laughs> that. But, guys, make sure when you're on the Stats Over Beat Cypher, make sure you tune in every Wednesday at 9 p.m. My guy Danny Otto, Ashley Abreu, they cover uh, nerd culture and all funky things going on. It's popping off at 9 p.m. on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. When we come back. We're going to do is tie a nice, neat little bow on this episode. I got some comments from the polls, and we got some breaking news in Major League Baseball that I want to get to as well. It's Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Spees, the spitting statistician, the stable genius, and the stats overbeat cipher right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Skix sneakers are taking over tailgates and alumni homes across America. Skix canvas high top, low top, slip on, and kids tennis style sneakers designed in officially licensed college colors logos is a must have for every college fan's wardrobe. Fun, fashionable, and comfortable. Whether you're at the big game or watching the game at home, Skix helps fans perform better. Go to Skix.com and use promo code FNTSY for 15% off your pair now. That's Skix.com. Skix sneakers, the soul of a true get your freak on get your freak on if you want to get your freak on the place to come is the fantasy freestyle on the fantasy sports radio network because we drop stats over beats so you could be informed and entertained your neck knows what's up that's why your head keeps on bobbing i want to give a real quick shout out okay like i said i got that uh Twitter poll question, and like 65% of you are now saying you will not watch the Pro Bowl, and you will not watch the Pro Bowl skills competition. Well, have no fear, because tomorrow on the Fantasy Freestyle, I'll give you a little bit of recap of what happened if anybody fell trying to catch a ball from a drone, and if anybody, you know, what happened in this dodgeball game, if anybody, uh, you know, got embarrassed like they were in middle school. But what I want to say is, big shout out real quick to Austin Layton on Twitter, at see ya later. He says... He is only watching if the Trap Game Maestros show up. Shout out to Young Kaz out there. So I, th- I want to give a big shout out to my guys, the Trap Game Maestros, Young Kaz, The Effect, because they be doing big things. And here's the thing. We've been doing, you know, stats over beats. We've been doing athlete rappers. We uh, checked in on the nose tackle from Washington. We checked in on uh, Marvin Bagley the third, And we've got some others over the course of the next couple of weeks. So I responded, maybe they, meaning the Trap Game Maestros, they could join Justin Timberlake and I 
think Janet Jackson as well in that halftime show up there in Minnesota in about a week and a half. And it brings me to some of the things we're going to be talking about next week. We're going to preview the game. We're going to do a DFS lineup and all that stuff. But one of the things I – oh, and by the way, we're also going to have speeds picking against the kids. Remember, right now, speeds, our guy Chris Ventra, are kind of tied with some of the kids in terms of winning percentage. we got to also answer the controversy if Sammy, who's 2-0, is really in first place because he's only made two picks. Yes, he is undefeated, but is that better than someone – hello? Is that better than someone who's you know making more and more picks? I'm not sure. We'll figure it out. The other thing, though, we are going to get into – are the prop bets. You know here as we put the fun in functional sports radio, we're going to have to talk about some of these prop bets. And right now, because I've been saying this for months, I think Janet Jackson will be there. If you agree, you should go and drop a couple of shekels on this because right now, Janet Jackson is a 200 to 1 shot of being there at the halftime show in the Super Bowl. You could also, as always, get kind of like the over-under on how long it'll take to sing the National Anthem. It is Pink who will be doing the National Anthem uh, this time around. You can get an over-under. The over-under is three and a half on how many tweets Mr. Donald Trump will send during the game. You could also get odds on will uh, Collinsworth or Michaels use the term city of brotherly love. I think that's a no-brainer. So we're going to preview all of the action that you can have on the Super Bowl a little bit, you know, next week. Tomorrow, we're going to, like I said, I'll recap the skills competition. We'll talk a little bit about the Pro Bowl. We will start our coverage, and that will obviously be anchored by the practice reports of one Rob Gronkowski because I think that is the name to to watch. The last thing I want to say before we get out of here today, I know we haven't talked baseball as much. We talked a little bit about the hot stove and how it's not that hot just yet. One of the things I did say was that the Marlins will continue their fire sale. I then also told you that Derek Jeter is trying to remove the statue in left center field and why, you know, Marlins fans really need to be pissed off at the captain. You know, I, he will always be my captain. But um, something else happened today. The Marlins continued their fire sale. Young all-star outfielder Kristen Yelich has been traded to the Milwaukee Brewers for a package of prospects. The Marlins have now traded Giancarlo Stanton, D. Gordon, Marcel Ozuna, and Christian Yelich. Got to be like basically their, their, their best four offensive players are no longer there. They're trying to move the statue in, in left center field. I think Jeter is really building it all the way down so he could build it back up. I don't know if it's going to work, but that about does it for me. Big shout out to the fantasy pit of misery down there today. Danny Otto and the manimal Chris Bavona. They were doing yeoman's work to get, every, to get me on air today and for the stats over beat cypher so i appreciate that and we will be back tomorrow like i said we put the fun in functional sports radio and we'll do that on a friday to get you into the weekend it's your boy dane martinez speeds the spitting statistician the stable genius of the award-winning fantasy sports radio network i'll see y'all tomorrow i am out peace